that our lives may reveal the glory of Christ everywhere we go. For it is in Jesus' precious name we pray. And all the people said, Oh, you can do better than that. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. You may be seated. Thank you. We must develop individually and collectively a culture of gratitude because God is working his purposes out. Not just as year succeeds to year, but as day succeeds today. Every day, God is at work to cause the delights of his heart to prosper through the lives of his children. Come with me to Psalm 30 verse 4. The scripture says, Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endureth but a moment in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. We have been praying in this fellowship, this organization, every day for the purposes of God Almighty to be established in this place, to be established in this nation, to be established in our lives and through us. And the Bible says, when you have expectations of God, when you nurse and incubate in your heart, expectations of Almighty God, then you and I must develop a culture of gratitude. Can somebody say amen to God to that? I didn't hear the amen. amen. We give glory, honor, and praise to the Lord God Almighty, the creator, the possessor of all heaven and earth. We give him glory for who he is. We give him glory for who he is to us. We must personalize it, you know, and pause and meditate and think about the goodness of God Almighty to us as, an, as individuals. We give him glory for what he has done and all that he does and did and continues to do for us. And this morning we give him special glory and praise for the gift of the seventh month of the year 2022. It is an awesome, awesome blessing for which we are deeply grateful. 
I'm sure you know someone who has passed away this year. It is a manifestation of God's love, of God's mercy, of God's kindness, of God's favor. That's why I never cease to remind myself that I am undeserving of even the very least of God's blessings. You and I must never ever imagine that we in any way merit the innumerable blessings of God Almighty. We are beneficiaries, direct beneficiaries of God's love, mercy, kindness, favor. It's amazing. We know in the medical profession that you can put a man to sleep, but you cannot wake him up. You know? It's easy to put him to sleep, but you have to wait for him to wake up. And some people have been put to sleep, but they never woke up. And they're still sleeping. Some of them have slept for years. So we must lift up all our hearts and give him praise and thanksgiving. I have a song here that came to my heart when I was meditating on this. My alleluia belongs to you. 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 Oh, you deserve it. You deserve it. us in the text that we read 
that we must specifically thank God for his holiness. The psalmist said, thank God, thank God. Give thanks to him at the remembrance of his holiness. At the remembrance of his holiness. You and I must meditate on that. Why is it important? Why is it specifically requested that you and I give thanks to God for his holiness? There is something special. There is something fundamental about the holiness of God for which you and I must give thanks from the depths of our being. We begin with the revelation given to the disciples by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in 1 John chapter 1 verse 5. This is the message we heard from our Lord Jesus and we now declare to you God is light and in him there is what? No darkness at all. God is light. God is holy. This is, this is what we call absolute purity. God's nature is absolute purity. And it is what maintains the integrity of God. What makes God who he is? Absolute purity. Not a single spot in God. And that is his core nature. And that's why when we speak about compatibility, Amos 3.3, can two walk together except they agree, they be agreed. We know that what is required of us is to walk in holiness and purity before God because that's the nature of the God we serve. The Bible tells us of many things that God is. One of them is that God is love, which we learn from 1 John 4, 8 and 16. We get a couple of the attributes of God in Exodus 34, 6. When the Lord passed before Moses in Mount Sinai and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth. So somebody will say that God is gracious. That's correct. God is patient and kind and long-suffering. That is true. But those are the attributes of God but when they say I am holy that's his nature he said to Israel you shall be holy because I the Lord your God I am holy I am holy all these other attributes they speak of the nature of the, of the uh, character of God, how he relates. But holiness speaks about his nature. And that's why scriptures like Psalm 145 
verse 17 resonates with a Christian, must resonate with a Christian. Psalm 145, 17 says, The Lord is righteous in what? All his ways. In other words, in all that God does, nobody can fault him. God is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. Peter was quoting from Leviticus when he wrote in 1 Peter 1.14, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former loss in your ignorance, but as he who has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. This is the nature. And the Bible says, give thanks, give thanks to him. At the remembrance, when you remember that God is holy, give thanks. Why? Because if God were not holy, oh yes, <laughs> we have a world that is really uh, 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 impossible to order, you know? The reason why everything is chaotic here is because of lack of holiness. But God maintains that so that it will be the constant equation in the universe. And that's why he could say through Malachi 3.6, I am the Lord, I don't change. I do not change. So give thanks to the Lord when you remember his consistency, his integrity, his absolute purity. Give thanks to the Lord. For that's what keeps the universe. You can imagine. If there was to be any change of fault in God, one day the world that is going in order, they will start colliding because the center cannot hold again. What is this consistency in God that the psalmist said, when you remember it, when you remember that is the source of life, then you give thanks. Because our God is, on, is holy, and also unchanging. We give him thanks at the remembrance of his holiness because it is a pillar. It is a pillar of faith. It gives confidence to know that the God that has called you and I, the God that has positioned us here on earth, is absolute purity. The God we belong to, the God we serve, the God to whom we have pledged our loyalty, is consistently holy. Therefore, we can have confidence that there is no unrighteousness in God. You know, you can imagine if you had a, a matter and they said, uh, uh, um, this, is the, this is the man that will arbitrate this matter, but the man is unrighteous. You know, he takes bribes. Then you already, you already feel faint. But the Bible says there is no unrighteousness in God. Come with me to Psalm 92, verse 12. The Bible says the righteous, they shall flourish like a palm tree, shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Said so those who are planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. 
They shall be fresh and flourishing. To declare all of that favor and blessing is to reveal and declare that the Lord is upright. They shall be, he is my rock and there is no unrighteousness whatsoever in him. Can somebody say amen to that? Yeah. It's an awesome truth that there is no unrighteousness in God. Besides, the angels worship his holiness. The angels worship his holiness. In that scripture that we are familiar with in this fellowship, Revelation chapter 4 verse 8, the Bible says the four living creatures, each having six wings, they were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders, they fall down before him who sits on the throne. They worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. And by your will, they exist and we are created. The four living creatures, they give him glory. They give him honor. They give him thanks. And how did they do it? By declaring his holiness. That's how they do it. You know, when you want to give God the greatest honor and praise, you declare his holiness because that's what makes him unique. And I have repeatedly said here that um, the secret to God's power is his holiness. If you can match his power, then you, you can match his holiness, then you can match his power. In uh, Revelation chapter 5, remember, the Bible says that God held up the scroll. And what was in the scroll? The judgment of all the earth. The judgment. And then, and then they were looking for somebody to do what? Open the scroll. Remove the seals and begin to read that judgment. And what did John said tell us? He said, they looked everywhere in heaven. They looked everywhere on earth. And what did they find? Nobody. Nobody was qualified. Nobody was qualified to open the book of judgment. Why? Why do you think nobody was qualified? Because there is nobody that won't find their name inside there. Only Jesus came forward. He said, he said that the, the lamb has, he has, he has conquered. He has qualified, you know, to open the scroll and to read the contents. And that's what tells you and I how holiness is so fundamental in every relationship with God. And so we must thank him. We must thank him that God has continued from generation to generation, from age to age, from eon to eon, God has continued to be holy in all his works and in all his ways. 
Okay? It is for the same reason. You see? This, this is the mystery that everybody must uh, grasp. The revelation that is so necessary. Because this whole essence of our salvation, it is to position us to be able to appear in the presence of God. God is holy. And so it is impossible for a sinful man to appear in the presence of a holy God. It is impossible. And so the only way, the only way, it's in Revelation chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. To him who first loved us and washed us from what? All our sins in his precious blood. And then he made us what? Kings and priests unto God. Okay? So after he has, in order for you and I to appear before the most holy God of whom there is no spot. For you and I to qualify to appear there. That's why we must first be washed in the blood of Jesus. And then clothed in the righteousness of Christ. So that we can appear, we can appear in the presence of the most holy God. Oh, remember to thank God in your life for his holiness. Okay? When you, when you stop to thank God, thank God for his holiness. If you have never been thanking God for his holiness, then begin to thank God for his holiness. That's all that the angels do. They thank him for his holiness. For that's the integrity that upholds the universe and all of creation. Thank God for his holiness. Worship him for his holiness. So that his favor can be released to you and I. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. Now, the natural thing is to thank God for what he has done. That's the natural thing. Particularly, particularly for those who have testimonies, genuine experiences. You know, during the war, during the civil war, you know, the, there was not much medicine in Biafra for those of us who were in Biafra. Then I took ill. I took ill. I don't know what it was. After, after um, about two weeks of continuous purging, diarrhea, I decided to leave where I was and to go home. Then I went home. There was, nothing I, there was nothing they didn't give me to stop that diarrhea. I don't know. Do you know what they call nzu, white chalk? They gave me that one too. There was nothing I didn't take. It didn't stop. It didn't stop. One day then, my sister went somewhere. They gave her something. And finally... It stopped after one month, and I was like a stick. <laughs> Somebody praise the Lord with me. Oh yes, if he didn't, if he didn't deliver me, where would I be? Where would I be? Where would I be? And you know, and that's um, over over fifty years ago. Over fifty years ago. Yes. 
we can remember specific things that God had done. And when we remember them, sometimes our eyes are filled with tears. What, where would I be? Like the songwriter said, if not for God, where would I be? Our Lord Jesus Christ, he, he um, um, had an encounter that brought this out about gratitude for what God has done. In Luke chapter 17, verse 11, the Bible says, now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Verse 14, so when he saw them, he said to them, go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, we are there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine were there not many, any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Now we learn quite a bit about the heart of gratitude in this story of our Lord's encounter with ten lepers. Okay? Incidentally, there was at least one Samaritan there. What does that say to you and I? You know, the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. But when affliction arises, all these barriers break down. Whether they be racial or cultural, all these uh, 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 barriers come tumbling down. One Samaritan or more amongst Jews, the Mosaic law, what we call the, um, the um, um, public health laws of Moses, prescribes that if a man is leprous, he must be put out of the community. And so these lepers, they are ostracized, they are, they are separated from the community. And you can imagine what their lives would be like. But when they heard Jesus was coming their way, they stood afar off and shouted, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. Our Lord Jesus said to them, go, show yourselves to the priest. Now, the priest was the public health official of the day that certified people healed from leprosy. Jesus said to them, go and certify 
that you have been healed. And this is in accordance with Mark 11:24. The Bible says, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you have already received, and then you will have. So they believed they had received, and they went. And the Bible says, as they went in faith to the certifying official, to certify that they have been healed, they were actually healed. And only this Samaritan, only this Samaritan said, well, I can always go to the priest to be certified. What is of more paramount importance now is to go back and say what? Thank you. <laughs> so go back and say thank you. Because there is no emergency about going to the priest. No. But there is the need, there is the immediate need to go and thank the Lord for what he has done for me. The preacher says that, um, you know, many are guilty of that. You know? As soon as the blessing arrives, you forget. You rejoice. You, you drift off. You are so happy. Forget to say thank you. Or perhaps you fasted for one week. You prayed. You agonized. You worried. And then the blessing, the healing, the deliverance, the provision arrives. And you spend two minutes <laughs> to say thank you. And then run along. Our Lord Jesus was saying here that you and I must take time to show gratitude. The leper that was healed came. He shouted, glory, glory to God Almighty for what he has done. And then he fell down at the feet of Jesus and said, Lord, I what? I thank you. I am so grateful. I am so grateful. So it is important for you and I to begin to develop a culture of what? Gratitude. Yes. Build it into your spiritual life to always thank God. Always thank God. You know, and thank God there are so many things to thank God for. We just mentioned a few this morning. So many things to thank God for. But remember the one that is not common, which we started with. To thank God for his what? Holiness. Thank God for his holiness. Oh yes, many of us are guilty of this lack of prioritizing, of gratitude and thankfulness. Just like this Samaritan, he found it necessary to first thank the Lord. And as a result of that, he not only got healing like the others, but he also got the salvation of his soul. Jesus said to him, go, um, you are made whole. You are made whole. Amen. Now, let us um, um, look at other areas because gratitude, it has to grow in us now 
It has to grow in us. It does so many wonderful things in our lives, in our relationship with God. Ephesians 5.20 says to give thanks for all things. Okay? To give thanks always. Give thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the attitude, the position that trains us to develop this culture of gratitude. You know, as I was um, uh, meditating on this, I realized that, oh yes, I need this myself in a, in a big dimension. Because I, I suddenly realized that, yes, I could actually pray for, for, for some time, just thanking God. And there are so many things to thank God for. You know, when we were in school, when they bring food, that's a song that we used to sing. I don't know if you sang it in your time. Some have food, but cannot eat. Some can eat, but have no food. We have food, and we can eat. Thank you, God, for everything. That is it, oh. That is it. <laughs> there are many people who are hungry, but there's no food. There are many people, because I'm a doctor, I know that. You know, they have food. You bring this. Mm -mm. You bring that. Mm -mm. It's okay. Let us try some exotic dish. Mm -mm. Can't eat. But they have food. They can't eat. But look at you. Once they put it before you, fiam. <laughs> your appetite is ravenous. You know, day after day, your appetite is ravenous. You know, it's amazing. And, 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 and so, you, of course, when you are thanking God for a good appetite, you just, Lord, I thank you. <laughs> you don't realize that having a good appetite is a blessing. Oh, yes. It's an awesome blessing. Awesome blessing. Until you lose your appetite. You know, I've been ill once. I lost my appetite. I tell you how I used to eat. There are some things I can eat when I don't have appetites. It's like yam. I will chew it until it becomes really ground. Then I'll take tea and put and be swallowing it like medicine. Why was I doing that? Because I knew that I had to eat. I had to eat if I, if I want to get well. You know. And yet, if you had appetite, that food will disappear so quickly. And, and that's why it's such a blessing. It is such a blessing to have appetite. You know, this culture of gratitude is so important in the life of every Christian to, to really thank God for so many things we take for granted. So many, okay? And that's why in First Thessalonians 5, the Bible says, rejoice always in verse 16. Pray without ceasing. And in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You know, one of the things I learned, you know, from that scripture, particularly Ephesians 5.20 and 1 Thessalonians 
518 rather. What I learned from them is that no matter how bad a situation is, it can still be what? Well, of course, it can still be worse, you know. Because you see, sometimes people are in a very difficult situation and they're like, but what is there to thank God for? I say, ah, what is there to thank God for? This situation can still be worse. Oh, yes, it can still be worse. So thank God that it's, it's bad, but uh, it's not terrible. <laughs> it's, it's not terrible. So a culture of gratitude, to be able to give thanks to God in every situation, Okay, our Lord Jesus Christ, he had an awesome, awesome culture of gratitude. It's amazing. I'll show you a few. Okay, he set the example for this culture of gratitude. He gave thanks at every opportunity to the Lord God Almighty as revealed. Matthew eleven twenty five. 25. Look at, this is, this is something simple. You know, some people didn't believe, some people believed. Look at how, what Jesus said. Verse 25, at that time, Jesus answered, said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent, and you have revealed them unto what? Babes. You know, he said, I thank you. I thank you, oh God, that, that you are giving people who are unassuming, people who are, who are not proud, you are giving them insight to the revelation of salvation. You know, say, I thank you. Jesus was thankful for everything. You know, he didn't take it for granted. He didn't think that his disciples who were believing and those people who were believing that, uh, that is because of his eloquence or because of his uh, miracles. No, he said, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. You are giving revelation insight to these people. You know, it was the occasion that God intervened to change lives. He gave thanks when instituting the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. Matthew 26, 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, take it, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant which is shared for many for the remission of sins. Somebody once asked, how much prayer does a hamburger need? You know, you pick up a hamburger to eat, how long do you pray for? But the Bible said Jesus always gave thanks. Instituting the covenant of the Lord's Supper, he gave thanks. He gave thanks before the miracle of multiplication of the loaves. John 6, 11, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted. Our Lord Jesus Christ, he gave thanks at the graveyard of Lazarus. In John chapter 11, verse 41, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. 
But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came, came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes. His face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, lose him and let him go. Jesus always gave thanks. So this is the whole uh, 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 um, point of this um, meditation today. That you and I must develop this culture of gratitude. Jesus gave thanks for everything. Thus our Lord Jesus Christ, he set us the example of this culture of gratitude in every and all circumstances and situations. Also, the Bible commands this culture of gratitude. First and foremost, the psalmist said, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Psalm 92, verse 1. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. And then he tells us two seasons, two seasons that you and I must give thanks. To declare your loving kindness in the morning. Why? Because you and I woke up, woke up. Hey, we woke up, hallelujah. You know, because not everybody that uh, went to bed uh, uh, woke up. And so when you wake up, you give thanks. You give thanks. And then in the evening, we declare God's faithfulness. You know, he saw us through the day. Accidents, all kinds of things, but he saw us through the day. So we declare his loving kindness when we wake up. It's his love that woke us up. And then in the night, we declare his faithfulness. We thank him for his faithfulness that soars throughout the day. The reasons are many to give thanks to the Lord. The psalmist said in verse 4 of Psalm 92, For you, Lord, have made me glad, you know, through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. Oh, Lord, how great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. You know, when you stop, these are gratitude that come from meditation. When you stop to ponder, when you stop to think, when you stop to think deeply, ah, you say, Lord, I really thank you. Where would I be but for you? Where would I be but for you? And one thing that you and I must also remember because this is, this is so basic, fundamental, that this culture of gratitude is also in existence in heaven. That's what they do in heaven. Okay? In Revelation 4 verse 9, the Bible says, whenever the living creatures, they give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever. Then the 24 elders join, they fall down before him who sits on the throne. They worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Not only that, the culture is all over heaven, as we read 
in Revelation chapter 7, verse 11. All the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Again, the culture in heaven, in Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world, they have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Now, verse 16. And the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones, they fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, we give you thanks. Yes, we give you thanks. For you, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and you have now what? Reigned. You know, you know, uh, some years back, you know, I was uh, leading a meditation in church about the, the, the great joy of the angels at the birth of the Savior. You know, it's a very strange thing. They said the angels were excited. They were rejoicing at the birth of Jesus. I said, but they're not beneficiaries. So what are they rejoicing about? <laughs> you know, you expect human beings to, who are beneficiaries to be rejoicing. But angels were rejoicing. And one of the things that came to me when I was leading this meditation is that um, the angels have been really, really grieved, you know, watching what appears to be God-seeming helplessness at the ravages of the devil, you know. He created man, he messed it up, he created everything, he messed up. And, and they were wondering, when will God arise to judge this thing? And finally, Jesus comes to begin the work. And the angels are excited. Oh, yes, they're excited. Finally. And that's why in heaven, when God finally withdraws power from every other being, you know, they say, ah, we thank you. <laughs> we thank you, oh, Lord God of heaven and earth. Because now you have taken back your power. And now you can reign and rule over all. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. This culture of gratitude should be a personal habit, very personal habit that has content. Okay? Let us listen to Paul, you know, in his culture of gratitude. Paul the Apostle said in 1 Timothy 1 verse 12, And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy, because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. 
This is a faithful saying and is worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the chief. I am the chief. However, for this reason I obtained mercy, that in me first, Jesus Christ might show all long suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. And now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honor, be glory forever and ever. And all the people said, Amen. What was Paul saying? He said, he said, I thank Jesus and I have reasons to thank him. I have reasons to thank him. Because I was a persecutor. I was a murderer. I, 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 I accented to the murder of Stephen. Yet in spite of this, he put me into the ministry. You know, he put me into the ministry. And why did he do that? He said, so that if you, if you think your life is very bad and that God will not accept you, you should look at who? He said, look at me, I'm the chief of sinners. So if they can forgive me, if they can cleanse me, if God can extend favor and grace to me to put me in the ministry, there is nobody who can do that to. And that's why gratitude must have content. Yes, I thank God for everything. I thank God for But what are you thanking God for? You know, gratitude must have content. You know, what are you thanking God for? You know, you can take a sheet of paper and write it down. Yes, I thank God for this. And so that your gratitude can have content. It won't be something that you don't, you just do. Oh, yes, so I thank God, I thank God. But what are you thanking for? That's no, you can't articulate that. So we thank God for ourselves. You know, isn't that something? Say, Lord, I thank you for my life. You know? A lot of people, all they want to remember is all the problems they have. All the prayer requests that have prayed that are yet to be answered. Yes, but stop. Stop and say, Lord, I thank you for who? For myself. I'm still alive. I still breathe. I still sleep and wake up. I thank you. <laughs> Honestly. You know, it's not just for the salvation of my soul. Yes, I thank God for the salvation of my soul. But I thank God for my life. That I'm alive. You know, a culture of gratitude must penetrate every dimension of our lives. Okay? And then after we have thanked God for our lives, we thank God for the lives of others around us. You know, your wife, your children, you know, your, your, your staff, you know, that, uh, you know, you take it for granted that um, your staff will come to work every day. But haven't you gone to offices? They say, ah, where is uh, Mr. Johnson? They say, ah, Oku Leni, ah. <laughs> you see now? You see now? Say, he died yesterday. Hey. <laughs> no, thank God. Thank God for everybody around you that, that wakes up every day. Thank God. You see, a culture of gratitude is, is something that penetrates the being, becomes a reflex, you know? And thank God for other brethren. The Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 1 verse 8, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. Yes. Thank God for brethren, other brethren. I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith 
is spoken of throughout the whole world. Paul said, I, I hear great things about you. I hear great things about your life. I hear great things about what God is doing in your life. And I lift up my hand and do what? I thank God. Oh, yes. I thank God for what he's doing in your life. So, so a culture of gratitude. Because it is something that is everywhere in heaven, it is also necessary that you and I make it to be everywhere we are on earth. Because Jesus said to us, thy will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Let heaven and earth come together in this culture of gratitude. They already have it in heaven. Let you and I establish a culture of gratitude on earth. And that's what Colossians 3.17 is all about. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And what is the next thing? Giving thanks to God the Father through him. That is it. Whatever you do, you know, whatever you do, you know, when you have something that you are doing, you spend a lot of time praying, worrying about this and worrying, and then that event will come and then pass. And then you forget to spend time also to thank the Lord, you know, thank the Lord. Whatever you do, give thanks. And finally, Hebrews 13, 15 says, therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of our lips. In other words, vocalize, vocalize your praise and thanksgiving. Vocalize it. Okay? Don't, 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 don't hold it in your heart only. No, vocalize it. Talk about it. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Giving thanks. My prayer is that uh, God will give us this culture of gratitude. You know, so that when you, when you wake up in the morning, you begin to really thank God, you know, in the sincerity of your heart, thank him for everything, for life, for health, for strength, for provision, you know, for Jesus, for salvation, for, for, for the communion of the Holy Spirit. Yes, how you know, communion of the Holy Spirit is indispensable to spiritual life. And yet, you are getting a steady flow of communion. Thank God. Thank God. And you know what we say in our culture? We say that when you thank somebody for what he has done, what will he do? Then he can do more. Yes, that's, that's our saying in Ibu land. That, uh, when you thank somebody for what he has done, then he can do more. So let us, let us um, uh, uh, develop a culture of gratitude. You know, giving thanks to God. Lift up your hand. Rise up and lift up your hand. And, and, and practice this culture of gratitude. You know, thank God. Thank God for your life. Thank God for grace. Thank God for favor. Thank God for health. Thank God for wife, children, husband, 
Thank God for protection, for preservation. Thank God for provision. Oh, thank God. That's endless list of things to thank God. Thank God for health and strength. Oh, yes. Jesus said, Lord, I thank you that children are believing. Lord, I thank you for making provision. Lord, I thank you. Everywhere you turn, there's something to thank God for. I thank you. I drove out. I came back. I thank you. I thank you. Maybe there was full scarcity and you found a filling station where there was no queue. Thank God. Don't say I'm lucky today. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. Develop a culture of gratitude. Everywhere you turn, you know, a man died eating yam. Thank God. When you eat yam, Lord, I thank you. I didn't choke on this yam. <laughs> There's so much to thank God for. Blessed be God who has shown us mercy. Thanks, thanks. We give you thanks for all you have done. Oh, we are so blessed. Our souls, our souls are far Thank God for careless. We started careless. The year 2011, we are still here. So 11 years this September. Thank God for the blessings of careless, for the lives that have been touched, for souls that have been saved, for families that have been rebuilt. All say, Lord, we thank you for careless. We thank you for careless, Lord. For what you are doing here. What you are doing in our lives. What you are doing through us. For the gifts that careless is to many. Oh, yes. Thanks. Thanks. We give you thanks.
Father, may your Holy Spirit build and sustain in us this culture of gratitude which our Lord Jesus Christ revealed here when he was here. He gave thanks for everything. Oh, teach us to give thanks for everything. To give thanks in the morning, to give thanks in the afternoon, to give thanks in the evening. To always acknowledge that we live by your grace. And so we must give you thanks. Oh, may your spirit quicken this in us. And in the heart of everyone under the sound of my voice. And Lord, we lift up our voice and say, thank you for careless. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you will yet do. Receive all the praise and all the glory. For it is in Jesus' awesome name we have prayed. And all the people said, Amen. Okay, very quickly we take our communion. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Stand up.